to be receptive to God is to listen to him. To listen to God is to allow him space to talk, which might be silence. Hello everyone, my name is Adam Cross and I am a licensed marriage and family therapist in Southern California and I'm also a youth minister. And today I wanna to talk to you about the longest distance that has ever existed. And that is the distance between my youth ministry office and the Adoration Chapel at our church. It's the longest distance. <laughs> so I can say even as a therapist, as a youth minister, I really struggle um, with taking a break and just going and being in the presence of our Lord. As of right now, when I'm filming this, I've worked in youth ministry just about seven years. And um, I found that it can be really difficult to stop the busy work I'm doing and just be with Jesus. Before I go into self-judgment, and maybe <laughs> and maybe that's a, 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 t a temptation, um, I think it's a really valid struggle for all of us, right? Even if you don't work at the church. And if you do, maybe you feel it. Sometimes I get so lost in productivity that I forget what lies before me, what lies very close to me. Uh, my office is probably... 300 feet from a perpetual adoration chapel. And while I do go in there, I, I, I still go to adoration. It is hard at times. And I kind of want to talk about that, especially in American culture, there is a focus on productivity. There is a focus on success, right? The self-made man to keep working, to work hard, um, to stay focused. And my question that I've always asked myself because of my own background, my own work in therapy is why is it hard for me to stop and rest? I could give you a lot of answers based on my, my family dynamics growing up, um, the things I've worked on in, in therapy, but why is it hard for you to stop and rest? And you can probably think of things growing up that made it hard for you to rest. And I think there's even deeper issue that makes it hard for us to rest. And I think that is original sin and the effects of original sin. When Adam and Eve were in the garden, they were at in perfect communion, harmony, and justice with God and with one another. They were at rest. And in the fall, they are put to work. And there's that bit of self-reliance in the fall. Right? They fall and what do they do? They cover themselves up because now they're naked and ashamed, right? And they hide from God. And you can kind of see they're doing this work. Like, well, we have to now do these things because we aren't at rest. They think that they won't be at rest with God. It's that lie, that perception that comes in. And so we see within that broken image of God, there's that, that idea that we get focused on our own work, right? I have to do this. I have to accomplish these things. I have to be successful enough. And um, there's a Catholic the theologian named Joseph Piper, and he wrote this book, Leisure, the Basis of Culture. And I loved reading this with a few friends because it really talks about how we are made for leisure. We're made for rest. And leisure isn't necessarily, you know, watching football on Sundays, you know, could, could involve some entertainment, but 
that leisure at its basis is contemplation. It's contemplation of the divine. It's contemplation of our own life. And in addition to being contemplation, leisure is a celebration, right? It's a deep receptivity to God. To be receptive to God is to listen to him. To listen to God is to allow him space to talk, which might be silence. This idea of true leisure, of true rest, involves a receptivity to just be open to God, to be open to the Holy Spirit, to give him space in our lives. And not just a space, but a joyful welcoming, right? Joseph uh, Piper talks about, Piper Peeper talks about leisure being like a celebration, right? Where we prepare our hearts, we do a little bit of this work, right? Like we're, we're setting up a house for a party and then we're able to experience and be present with the guests joyfully. And the guest is the Lord and we're inviting him into our hearts. And that at our foundation, we need this because this leisure, this contemplation really is what worship is. It's giving of ourselves to the Lord and we are made for worship. We are made for worship. We need worship. We need the mass. We need the Holy Eucharist. We are made for God, to be with God, and to worship, give of ourselves to God. And yet, there's that tension, there's that tug, right? It's hard for me to go 400 feet because my own, you know, my own, my own stuff, right? Oh, I should be productive. I should be successful if I work harder, you know, uh, kind of that American dream mentality and that good old-fashioned concupiscence. It's, oh, look, if I work, I get money. Oh, if I work, I get esteem. I get accomplishments, which aren't bad in of themselves, but we can put them before the ultimate good, which is God. And it's kind of like this, you know, American Pelagianism of, you know, Pelagianism being that, that we can just, out of our own efforts, attain our salvation. We, if we just work hard enough, we'll be good enough. And then we can receive the grace of God. But that's not, that's not, not, not what happens. God comes to the lowest point in our lives, the messiness of it, right? When he's baptized in the Jordan, that's, that's apparently the lowest place on the earth. I didn't know that. That's really cool. He went to the lowest place on earth, was surrounded by sinners, was baptized when he didn't need to be baptized, but baptized for, was for us so that he could, we could share in his inheritance, in our messiness and our brokenness. That we don't have to be perfect. We don't have to obtain, you know, like check off all the boxes. Okay, and if I'm doing this, this, and this, now I'm a good Catholic. That God's grace, you know, permeates and goes through even the messiest of, of homes, the messiest of hearts, and helps us to be holy. I'll go to church when I'm, you know, I got this under control. I'll, I'll do this when this is better. No. God wants you now. He wants you to stop right now, to stop thinking that you can do it on your own. To stop thinking that you have to do it on your own and to let him love you, to let him help. Um, my spiritual director, I remember once told me, like, Adam, you just need to stop. You just need to stop and you need to let God love you. And I was like, but how do I do that, right? And he's like, you just need to stop. And I'm like, but how do I do it? And my mind was like, but how do I do this thing? How do I achieve God's grace? And I think I thought he was more agitated at me than, than he was because for me, it was such a challenging thing. I'm like, 
why are you doing this to me? <laughs> why are you challenging me so? And it was really just a call to stop, to be receptive. Some examples of this, right? Practical thing for me has helped. It could be doing Lexio Divina. God, what do you want to speak to me through scripture? It could be going on a walk and just saying, come Holy Spirit. Um, it could be the Jesus prayer. It could just be saying, come Holy Spirit, praying quietly, having silence. Um, you know, we can do all these things to cultivate this act of leisure, act of contemplation and receptivity to just be open, right? Just be open. It could even be reading fiction. You know, how have I put God in this box? How does fiction, good, good fiction help me to expand how I see the universe, how I see God, just to be open to God in everything we do, that everything we do is a prayer. Everything we do can also be a, a dramatic openness to God. So to challenge our view of leisure, to challenge our view of self, our view of needing to achieve salvation. Can I make it from my office with the busy work to the Adoration Chapel to just be in the presence of God? Can I do that? It's hard. And lastly, I'll finish. Um, you know, I heard a priest say once, you know, we're not human doings, we're human beings. So we have to practice just being. Being with being itself, who is God. And what are the obstacles to that? What makes it difficult for us to stop? That helps us to, to unpack that, to talk about that. You know, what is keeping me from being at rest, from recognizing who God is? As God calls us, be still and know that I am. To be still and receive me as the Lord of Lords. That is our challenge. To not do more things, <laughs> but to stop and be with him who loves us. And he'll help us. He'll help us to do more things if we stop just a little bit and are receptive to the Holy Spirit. So thank you for watching. And if you want to share, what's difficult about stopping and being for you? Um, what's difficult to stop and pray? Um, what lies come up about, I need to be productive. I need to win salvation for myself. I need to achieve. I need to be good enough to get that grace. What lies are coming up for you? Leave comments below, hit that like or subscribe button, wherever that is. And thank you for watching. God bless.